What is up, you beautiful human? Hello and welcome back to the Raw, Real and Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Beck Antonucci. Life update, I am finally back home on Bali soil and fuck, it feels good to be here. I have so much that I could share with you about my time and my experience in Perth, but that is going to be a podcast for another day. All I will say right now is Perth really taught me a lot about contrast and showed me how truly important it is for me as a woman, for you as a woman, to continue to do the work that connects us with our own truth so that we can can continue to do the work to live and walk our own unique paths of alignment and aliveness. And no matter how beautiful the external world is, no matter what is being presented to you, the beautiful relationship, the beautiful scenery, I'm not sure if you've seen Perth, Western Australian beaches, they're absolutely stunning. The whole world can reflect absolute beauty. And if your soul says, but Rebecca, this is not it. It doesn't matter, and I'm doing air quotes right now, how beautiful or how perfect that thing is, that person is, that place is. If your soul is saying no, no matter what you do, it just will not land and it will not feel like the aliveness that you're deeply aching for. So throwing you a breadcrumb of what might be to come in the next coming solo episodes Today, though, is not at all about contrast, relationship, or living in alignment with our truest truth. Actually, today is about living in alignment with your truest truth, but in a very different way. Today, we are diving deep into the herpes conversation, specifically around non-disclosure and or disclosure after you have already slept with the person and not disclosed them prior to intimacy. Over the Christmas period, I received dozens of DMs to my Instagram from women saying, I've slept with someone and I didn't disclose them prior, and now I feel like I need to, but I don't know how to navigate that conversation. So I have created this episode specifically for those women to support you to be able to handle the disclosure conversation after non-disclosure with more ease and with more resources in your back pocket to support you to really hold yourself in this experience. I'm really celebrating every woman and man who is willing to be brave enough to disclose after you have not because it requires a huge amount of courage. And for me, truthfully, disclosure after non-disclosure will always go down as my hardest disclosure of all time. So I'm taking my hat off to you. I'm celebrating you. And today we'll really support and guide you to connect to your own truest truth when it comes to the herpes virus and connect you even more deeply and even more intimately with your own internal moral compass. Because I'm not here to tell you what your integrity is. I'm not here to tell you what your own moral compass is. I'm just here to support you to connect deeply within so that that reveals itself to you. I cannot tell you what your inner knowing is. I cannot tell you what your inner truth is, but I can support you to peel back the layers so that you can hear it speak loudly. If you love this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story, and or if you do not feel like you want to share this herpes conversation loudly, proudly, and publicly, if you're a part of any private women's forums where this sexual health conversation will benefit those people, please share it because that will help get this message out more widespread and you will be a part of actually annihilating stigma for fucking good. And isn't that what we are all here for? Strap yourself in. This is one hell of an episode. Let's fucking go. Today we are diving into all things herpes disclosure and disclosure after non-disclosure. So disclosure after non-disclosure means that you have already fucked the person and in the heat of the moment, forgotten to say the thing that you think probably would have been good for them to know. And now you're in this experience of, oh my God, 
should I tell them? Do I tell them? How do I tell them? What do I say? Do I say something? Do I not say something? My head is worried potentially that I pass it on. Did I pass it on? Have I not passed it on? Oh my God, is this person someone that I know? Or have I not told them because I know so many people that I know? Could I eventually have a relationship with this person? Oh my God, maybe I like them. And if I do like them, but I don't tell them, at what point do I tell them? And now all of a sudden your head's basically ready to explode because you're in the experience of, well, I probably would have loved to have known and I wasn't told and that created so much anxiety slash disappointment, sadness, shock, shame, all the things within me. Have I potentially done this to someone else? What the fuck do I do? So I received an absolute influx of DMs to my Instagram of women asking what to do after they've already slept with the person and how to disclose after you have already slept with someone. What I'm assuming is over the Christmas period, we all were having drinks, we were at Christmas parties, we were feeling single free, liberated. And in the heat of some of these moments, one thing has led to another. And then all the thoughts and pressures of when to disclose, when's the right time to disclose. We all say, just as you're about to fuck, it's probably not the best time to disclose. And you're in the heat of the moment. Maybe the drinks have got you carried away. And then, oh my God, I've slept with a person I haven't told them. What the fuck do I do now? totally natural, totally normal. I'm not here to right, wrong or justify anything, but I'm just here to normalize the conversations that aren't being had. Most people with the herpes virus fuck other people without telling them. And we all received the herpes virus from someone. The majority of us received the herpes virus without being sat down by the other person and being told, hey, it's important that you know I carry the herpes virus. Are we going to give everyone the benefit of the doubt and just say, oh, they were asymptomatic and they didn't know? Fuck no. They were experiencing so much shame that they didn't have the courage and the confidence to communicate openly what was true. And just to add another layer on top of this, you can transmit if you carry oral cold sores, whether you have an outbreak whether you have a symptom or not. So fucking the likelihood of you ending up with herpes after the age of like 18 is pretty fucking high. Let's just put that in the space. But before I go on my like Rebecca Antonucci herpes virus rant, let me read you one of the DMs just so that you can understand the context of the kind of messages that I'm receiving. Hi, Beck. I've been a follower for a while and I love seeing all of your content. You're so confident and you really inspire me. I slept with someone last night unprotected. I did not disclose that I test positive for herpes. I haven't had an outbreak since I was diagnosed in 2019. That was five years ago. I take Valtrex 500 milligrams daily. I've disclosed to previous sexual partners and never passed it on, but the person I slept with tonight, he is an old friend. We have a lot of mutual friends, so it makes it scarier and harder. I also like him and I could see myself ending up in a relationship with him. I was in the moment and I didn't want to ruin it. But what do I do now? I don't want to fuck things up by telling him. I know it's the right thing to do, but what would I even say? And so this is so beautiful for so many reasons because I always say, and I always get asked this question, when is the right time to disclose? When is the best time to disclose? And I don't believe that there is a right time or there is a best time. I really believe that the absolute probably worst time is just before you're about to fuck. And I have had so many men reach out to me privately and say, hey, Beck, you know, I really love and respect everything that you do. I think it's really cool. And it's really opened my mind to the whole sexual health conversation. And I just want to share, I know a lot of women ask you when is the right, when is the wrong time to disclose. I just want to let you know that some women have put me in 
kind of really hard situations where I felt backed up against a wall and I haven't wanted to hurt someone's feelings, but she has disclosed to me at a time in which I felt she could have probably told me sooner. And then I was really concerned about being the bad guy whilst also feeling quite betrayed by her that there was multiple times in the lead up to us having sex that she could have in confidence told me and I never would have passed it on. So when it comes to the right time to disclose, I always ask every person, I want you to think about your experience of being on the receiving end of the herpes virus. Most people were not sat down and delivered the disclosure script that I've written. Most people were not sat down and said, hey, Beck, look, I really like you. You're an incredible person. I'm loving spending time with you. I'm super attracted to you and would be excited and would be really desiring for maybe our time together to escalate and get a little bit more intimate. And I just really want to let you know, because it's important for me that you know this, and it's because I really respect you as a woman, that and I really want to give you the empowered choice that wasn't given to me, it's important that you know that I test positive for the herpes virus. Most of us were not sat down and given that talk. Even the guy that gave it to me, in hindsight, I'm like, I was so curious about him that I'm pretty sure I would have gone there anyway because this guy was, I know you've heard about him, he was wild, he was free. He was the most free man or free person I had ever met in my life. He didn't even do personal development, but he was just like this no fucks given expression of himself and I just found it so alluring of like, what, you just are who you are and you don't give a shit what people think about you as long as you're having fun and the people that you're with are having fun, you just don't care. And he just didn't care. He embodied no fucks given self-expression and it just like there was something about me that spoke to my soul. And so I'm quite certain that on reflection, if he had have sat me down and told me truthfully that he carried the herpes virus, that I still would have explored being with him. And I still would have been intimate with him, but I was so resentful and so angry that I felt like my freedom of choice had been taken from me. And once you have an incurable STI and you're grieving the past version of you that was STI free, and you have no control about being able to make any change to this permanent imprint on you, it is the most frustrating and infuriating experience when it feels like the choice was taken from you. So whilst I never, ever, ever pressure anyone into disclosure. And whilst I lived, people have been asking me about my non-disclosure journey. I lived in denial for four years. For two years, I was like, fuck this. No, for the first year and a half, I stayed with the man that passed it to me out of fear because I believed that no one else would accept me with it. I literally made him pay. I was like, fuck this guy. You took this from me. You took my beauty. You took my freedom of choice. You took my sexuality. You took my pussy. You took my ability to ever end up in a relationship again from me. You can fucking spoil me. This man took me on holidays, bought me handbags, paid for everything. I was like, fucking no amount of money that you could ever spend on me would ever take back what you've taken from me. And he was a great man and he really treated me amazingly except for the whole transmission thing. And I was so mad and so, so, so angry that after that I was like, fuck it. Men don't even deserve to know this. And I didn't consciously think this, but I was like, I'm going to attract in men that party, men who have big egos, men that I don't respect, men that I feel don't deserve 
my truth and don't deserve my vulnerability. I almost felt entitled. The darkest part of my shadow is very spiteful. There was this part of me that was like, nah, fuck them. I'll teach them a lesson. You're not trying to protect me. Why the fuck should I protect you? You don't care about me. Why should I care about you? I'm single and we're all out partying. There was this beach town close to where I live where everyone would go out to the bars Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was like, I know I'm sleeping with men that sleep with a lot of women and none of you disclose. You've never had a sexual health conversation with me. So I felt very righteous and very entitled to not be vulnerable until I started to feel bad. And it was at that point that I started to ask myself, when do I feel in hindsight when it comes to my ex that passes to me or the rebound guy that passed it to me, when do I feel would have been the right time for him to sit down and have this conversation with me? Because maybe it's not when you first meet someone. Maybe you don't want to be Becca Antonucci. You want to be loud, proud, and all over the internet talking about it. Maybe you don't want it on your dating apps. But you know when it comes to the person who passed it to you, when would have been a great time for them to sit you down and have this conversation? And whatever that answer is, that is an indicator of your own internal moral compass. Now, it doesn't mean that you have to be there with disclosure yet because it's likely if you're navigating a lot of shame, a lot of shock, a lot of sadness that's attached to the virus, if you're still grieving the STI-free version of you, then it's highly likely that you are not going to be there. If you have any fears of rejection, if you have fears of people knowing this about you, if you have fears of you telling someone and him telling your friends or your friendship circle or your family or your work environment, there is a high likely chance that you're not going to be there. But this is an indicator. Your moral compass is an indicator of the work that is here for you to do. And it is your personal responsibility to do the inner work to get you to that place. Because if you're not in that place, you're always going to be out of integrity, not with the rest of the world, with you. Now, I'm going to put something really controversial in the space. No one can tell you what your integrity is. And some people who do not disclose think that they are in every right to not. So let me tell you this. Doctors in Australia will tell you it's not on the notifiable infection list. You don't have to disclose. The only time that it is transmittable is when you have an active outbreak. Lies. And it affects your mental health more than the virus impacts your body. So if you never want to tell anyone, you don't have to. So... Remember that we are social and historical beings born into beliefs and interpretations. I've learned this from Preston Smiles. Who are we told as little kids from our parents, from our primary caregivers to trust? Doctors, nurses, police officers, firemen. So when your doctor in Australia sits you down and says, oh, you don't have to disclose this. It's not on the notifiable infection list. No one has to know this about you except for me. You don't have to disclose to your sexual partners. If your doctor, if you were programmed as a child, to believe that you trust your doctor and then your doctor tells you you don't have to disclose, do you think that there are hundreds of thousands of people walking around on the planet right now feeling like they're very much in their right to not disclose? Fucking oath, of course. We were told to trust our doctors and our doctors are handing out misinformation. Oh, my God. Just blows my brain. So some people who do not disclose that they test positive for the herpes virus experience no guilt and no shame because they feel like they're living within their own integrity. But I'm not here to tell them that they're wrong. It's their integrity. I can't tell you what your integrity is, but if you sleep with someone and afterwards you experience guilt, remember shame is what has been done to us. My rebound boyfriend passed the herpes virus onto me. I experienced shame. 
what I do to someone else will create the sensation, the experience, the feelings, the low vibrational frequency of guilt. So for a long period of time, when I lived in denial, fuck men who pass this on to me. It's because of you that I'm having this experience. And if you had just been honest with me, if you had disclosed to me, then I wouldn't be in this pain, this shame right now. Now I have every right to do what you did to me. For a long time, I felt righteous until one day I started to do the inner work on myself and I started to think, this feels out of integrity. I'm starting to experience, what is this experience? I'm starting to feel bad. Then I discover what guilt is. Oh my God, I'm experiencing guilt. What I think has happened to me, I could potentially be doing to others and that doesn't feel good anymore. So now my moral compass of at one stage, sleeping and not telling anyone, I give a shit. I was like, fuck you. I don't trust you. I don't believe in you. You're a dickhead. You, you don't respect women. I don't respect you. You deserve this. You probably already have it. Fuck you. I didn't experience any guilt until the day that I did. And from that point, that's when I knew that my own internal moral compass had shifted and it was time for me to do the work to get myself in alignment with that. Now, again, it didn't happen overnight. Why? Because people knowing this thing about me was my greatest fear. My deepest core wound is rejection and herpes amplified that. My stories were that the entire world would reject me, that men would not choose me, that women would not be my friends, that my family would be horribly and horrifically embarrassed, that no one would want to know me ever again. And that was my deepest pain that I had been running from my entire life. So I got to do the work, not on the herpes virus, but on my core wound of rejection. Now, once I was at a place to say, hey, even though rejection still feels really terrifying, I trust myself enough to be able to hold myself, even if the rest of the world was to, air quotes, reject me. And it was at that point that I was able to start to take aligned action that moved me towards my internal compass of desiring to disclose prior to intimacy occurring. So that's how we start to get you in alignment of when you believe the right time is. And again, some people are just going to feel within their own integrity to never disclose. And I don't believe, you can tell me I'm wrong, I don't believe we have the right to tell other people what their integrity is or is not. I also do not believe, I do not align with herpes advocates. I don't consider myself one. I love seeing a woman embodied in her full self-expression. I love seeing a woman break free from the thing that she thinks makes her smaller in society's eyes. Now, for some women, that's a herpes virus, and I'm incredibly fucking educated, very versed in it, and incredibly skilled at supporting women to break free from this thing. And I'm not a herpes advocate. I just love seeing women fully embodied in their self-expression and I will never fucking let anything hold me back from my fullest expression of Rebecca and neither should you. And if herpes is one of those things, then it's your inner work to break through and break free from that. But when it comes to herpes advocacy, the people online, when I really don't love their message, it's because they're really shoving disclosure down people's throats. Now, I understand their intention. Their intention is positive. Their intention is pure. Their intention is beautiful. I love it. And shame being drenched onto a wound that has already been created from guilt and shame isn't going to create transformation, is not going to create acceptance, is not going to create freedom. 
The reason people don't disclose is not because they're assholes who are like, fuck you, you get herpes, you get herpes, everyone gets herpes. It's because there's so much shame there to speak and communicate the truth of the human experience because there's so much fear that in that moment that person is going to tell me I'm bad, I'm wrong, I'm not chosen, I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough as I am. So people don't not disclose because they're assholes. People don't disclose because so much fear exists. So imagine me trying to force, you must disclose, you must disclose, you must disclose when you're experiencing so much guilt, shock, shame, sadness, fear. Oh, I should disclose, I should disclose. This Herbie's advocate on the internet told me I should and I'm bad if I don't. Oh my God, I didn't disclose. Well, fucking of course. If we try to force anyone to do fucking anything, force is always going to be met with resistance. I always say, if you want space for acceptance to be there, then we have to allow what is in the right now moment. Without allowance, there is no space for acceptance. So allowance could be, I test positive for the herpes virus and I fucking hate myself and the person who gave it to me. Great. Let's allow that. Now, I test positive for the herpes virus and I don't want to accept my life with this. I don't want to live like this. I hate the person who gave it to me. I hate myself. I hate my pussy. I feel like everything's been ripped from me. I don't want to accept this. I don't want to do the work to accept this. I don't want to do the inner work to accept this. I don't want to be fucking listening to podcasts about this. I'm mad and I'm angry and I just so hurt. Great. Let's allow that. How can I tell you just accept, just accept yourself with herpes when you're like, no, there's no space. So we have to. There is no space for acceptance if we do not allow what is. What is is what is. And once we create space to allow what is here and meet ourselves there of like, fuck, you sound really fucking hurt and fair fucking enough. You are on the receiving end of a surprise STI that you thought, I was told that he was STI free and he went to the doctor the week before. Oh, Rebecca. You were on the receiving end of an STI and you asked him if he was tested and he promised you that he was and he was your friend and you asked him to wear a condom and he promised you in that moment that he was tested the week prior, hadn't slept with anyone since and it came back all clear. Oh, that's so hard and I am so sorry that you had to go through that experience. That was fucking painful. I really hear you in your frustration and your pain and the injustice of that experience, how out of control that you felt and that you really felt like you did everything in your power to choose yourself in that moment. And yeah, you feel like you didn't honor your intuition when your intuition said, make him wear a condom. I hear that too. And that's okay. We are all learning. And what's beautiful is that you get to know that your intuition is so strong and it just doesn't take away the pain of that experience. And I really hear you. Oh, you're mad at men and you're mad at yourself, oh, I can, yeah, that's because that was so fucking hard and you were so brave, so brave, and that was so hard for you to go through and I'm really honouring you for being brave enough to go through this. If we can allow what is, then from that constant meeting of the self who experienced so much pain then, if we're really willing to acknowledge and validate and honour her for the experience that she's in without any force or any pressure to accept herself, it will create space for acceptance. Once we create space for acceptance, then transformation is possible. But we can't force acceptance. We cannot force someone to disclose. Shaming someone to do the right thing is never, ever going to be the right thing. So when my clients come to me and they don't want to disclose, I'm like, fair fucking enough, neither did I. 
and that's okay. Let's get curious about when you feel it would have been the right time for that person to have disclosed to you. Great. And now let's use that as a moral compass and we're going to do the inner work and you're going to get there one day and there's no time pressure on when that day has to be. You can take as long as you want and if you never choose to want to disclose, that's okay too. This is your life. You feel like control has been taken from you and now I'm going to support you to feel like you're taking your control back. There's no force. There's no pressure. I'm here to support you to connect with your truest truth and to live in alignment with that. But only I have to know. If that's the only person you ever tell and it's me, that's totally fine. And we're going to keep doing the work so you can step more and more and more into your own integrity and into your own alignment. How does that sound? Oh, I feel so seen. Like these are the conversations that I have with my clients. And guess what? I reckon of every fucking herpes advocate on the internet, even though I'm not a herpes advocate, I reckon I achieve the most result and get women onto their path of alignment so much quicker than anyone else because they don't have to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. From that place, there's space for them to truly commit to their truest truth and live in integrity with that. So for this woman who did not disclose and wants to, my hardest disclosure of my entire life was disclosing after I'd slept with the person. And I've shared this on many podcasts in the past, maybe even my own as well. It was with a friend too. That makes it a whole layer harder because you've got a relationship with that person. And there's a real fear of having hurt them, of having potentially passed the virus to them. There's a real fear of having hurt someone that you care for. There's a real fear of maybe potentially passing the virus to them. There's a real fear of ruining a relationship that already exists for you or a friendship that already exists for you. There's now potentially a fear that, wow, if I tell the truth and we already have a similar circle of friends, that they're going to wonder what has happened because your head is going to create a million stories. And typically the stories that we create are not supportive ones that predict the very worst outcome possible. So if you and this man have a friendship and you have mutual friends and you tell him the truth, the story might be, I'm going to tell him the truth. He's going to hate me. Then he's going to tell all our friends. All our friends are going to hate me. And oh my God, the rejection wound that I've been running from my whole entire life is now amplified. Remember, the role of the ego is to always try and protect. So these parts of you, even the stories that we create that keep us small and suppressed, the positive intention is to protect. So we still get to, with you, do the work on rejection so that you know that even if the very worst case scenario was to occur, that you've got yourself, you can hold yourself, you can navigate your way through this no matter what. But what I'm hearing in your question is you've done the work to know what your internal moral compass is and you know that when one thing led to another that wasn't actually in your highest integrity and this person's a friend, what do I do? I don't want to fuck things up by telling him but I know it's the right thing to do. What would I even say? And you know what's beautiful here, my love, is that you've actually declared in this question that you have feelings for him. And so it really gets to be no different to the disclosure script that I share with everyone, but there's a little caveat where you get to sit down and say, I would invite you to do this eye to eye so that this person can see you and meet you and meet you in your vulnerability. And there gets to be an ownership piece added to this. We'll call him James for the benefit of this conversation. Hey, James, are you open to us having lunch next Friday? There's something that I'd love to share with you. Or are you open to a coffee date? This is how I would do it. There's something that I need to tell you. And this is really vulnerable and super challenging for me. And I really want to own my part and share with you that I loved our night together. And there was just a part of it that was out of integrity for me. And I get to own that this is my work. 
And are you open to hearing something really vulnerable? I usually would have loved to have told you this in advance and I'm deeply sorry that I didn't. We were drinking, one thing led to another, I got caught up in the moment, but it's really important that you know that I test positive for the herpes virus. And then I would pause, I would wait, and I would see how James would respond. Like, Do you have any questions for me? Is there anything coming up for you around this that you would love to know or anything that you would like to ask me? I have some things that I can share with you if you like. And this woman has shared she's on 500 milligrams of Valtrex. I'm actually on suppressive therapy. Just to put your mind at ease, there's a very, very low chance of transmission. And if you would love us to go to a sexual health clinic together, I'm really open to that. If you have any questions for me, I'm really open to that. And the other thing that you can do, which is often really beautiful, is open the conversation by sharing your vision for the friendship and or relationship that you desire to have with this person. Like, hey, James, I just want to share you're an amazing man. I'm super attracted to you. I love spending time with you. And the night that we were intimate together, it was amazing. Like, I really desire you strongly. Um, And then I would lead into, I have something to share with you. This is vulnerable for me. And I would love for you to know, fill in the blank. And that's how I would open the conversation. Now from there, I have no idea what is going to happen from that place between you and James because we have no control over that. And remember his reaction, you get to meet him as vulnerably and openly as possible so that the two of you can navigate this together. My hardest disclosure was my disclosure after I sat with my friend. And when I told him, he kissed me on the forehead and he said, Beck, don't sweat the small stuff. And that was it. I almost walked away being like, whoa, I got off that like so scot-free. There was no ramifications. He wasn't mad. He kissed me on the forehead. He didn't care. But in hindsight, what he did was he went home and he jumped on Google and Google is the most horrible doctor, specifically when it comes to the herpes virus. And that put so many fears in his space, specifically because if any of you have heard this story in the past, he had slept with someone else after me. And he was worried that she might be on the receiving end of the herpes virus because I didn't disclose to him. And so he sent me a really heavily worded message that activated so much shame within me. He was a police officer and he read an old article that said that if you sleep with someone when you have an incurable STI, uh, you can get uh, charged with grievous bodily harm in Australia. That's not true anymore. But he wrote me a very heavily worded message. This is probably five years ago now. And it said something like this, this isn't 100% word for word, I don't care if you've passed it on to me, but I've slept with someone else since you and if she's on the receiving end of the herpes virus because you didn't disclose to me, she is in every right to press charges against you for grievous bodily harm. And that to me, when I was going through so much shame, I had barely told anyone about this up until then, that to me, I lied on my balcony and I cried for days And that was the best gift in the weirdest wrapping paper because it really showed me that the path to my freedom is through my expression and the path to my freedom is through being in my integrity. And it was that moment in time that I said to myself, never again, never again will I sleep with someone and not tell them I cannot go through the pain and the shame of this ever again. Even if it means disclosing to someone and someone telling me no, I have to do the work to be able to hold myself in the face of their no, then sleep with someone and tell them after and experience this pain. I can't do that. I'm a no, I'm a no, I'm a no, I'm a no. And so again, I'm not here to drill down your throat 
what you're a yes and what you're a no to. But I do believe that God will keep sending you signs to push you on your path of alignment because I believe my God, universe or spirit, whoever you align with, wants us to live in our own unique life paths of alignment. And so anything that's not that, you're going to be sent low vibrational emotional frequencies to say, hey, this isn't it. Hey, this isn't it. Hey, sleeping with your friend that you really like and not telling him the truth. This isn't it. You get to be honest. You get to be honest. Let's keep getting you on your path. It's just like my non-disclosure that I then disclose and it being an easy disclosure, I was almost like, whoa. And then when God slapped me with the greatest shame of my life, when I received that text message, that was like, come on back. You've got to use your voice. You're going to start talking about the herpes virus on the internet soon. You've got to build your big, strong lady balls and you've got to be able to hold yourself in the face of this intense emotion that you're experiencing right now. You have to be in integrity with you. And this is the work that you're all up to doing the work to be in integrity with yourself. So the invitation here, if you're feeling guilt after sleeping with someone and not disclosing, is that you do the work, you can request forgiveness. Just say, I am so sorry I did not disclose to you in advance. That was wrong of me. That's actually out of my own integrity and outside of my own moral compass. And I got carried away and I wish I had have shared this then. I really want to own that. Can you forgive me? They might say, yes, amazing. Lots of people do. But they also might say, actually, no, this is hard for me to hear. And you can say, hey, I hear that this is really challenging for you. And I would love for you to think about what you require from me to experience repair in the face of this. Because to create secure relationship attachments requires healthy repair after conflict. So if you disclose after sleeping with someone and that person isn't willing to accept your apology, that's totally okay. Don't make it mean anything about you. They're right to take their time to think and feel into whatever they're experiencing around this. But just make the request, hey, I would love to repair this with you because you're really important to me. So when you sit and think and feel into this, I would love you to share with me when you know what you are desiring from me to experience repair around this because your friendship is really important to me. All right, my loves, I hope that this provided a lot of insight into how you can navigate so many different parts of this human sexual health experience with a lot more ease and know that the things that I communicate now with confidence were done repeatedly through the act of courage and was not done confidently until I had repeated it so many times that I could do it with ease. So I know some people are like, oh, the key to a successful disclosure is doing it confidently. The key to a successful clearing conversation after you've slept with someone and not disclosed them is doing it confidently. It's totally okay if you just do it with courage for now and know that in the repeated act of doing something courageously, you're going to eventually build the muscle of confidence, but it won't come without you doing the things that are hard and challenging first. The things that I do with ease now, I used to do with a lot of bravery and a lot of courage and you can too. If you love this episode, please screenshot it, share it to your story. I know the herpes conversation is pretty hard to ask you to share loudly and proudly and all over the internet, but if you are a part of any kind of private woman's group where women are talking about these topics, I'm requesting that you share this content with women in your private forums so that this message can be heard so much more widespread. I hope that you have the most beautiful, brilliant day and I literally cannot wait to be back in your ears next week. I will be recording my next episode from Bali and I cannot wait to share the life update and all the lessons involved in it with you. 
Have the most beautiful, brilliant day. Let's fucking go. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you're desiring more from me right now, firstly, I love your eagerness. And secondly, let's make it happen. Check out the link in my show notes where you can receive more information on my books, breakthroughs, online webinars, all upcoming courses and programs, and how you can get started on your journey within my world today. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And trust me, you won't want to miss this episode.